This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hi, I'm Seth Peterson. Hi, I'm Debbie Hedren. I'm Rhonda Schwartz. I'm Doris Roberts. This is Jesslyn Gilson. Hello, I'm Victor Webster. Hi, this is Charlotte Ross. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. What's up, you guys? This is AJ from the Backstreet Boys. Hi, this is Shannon Elizabeth, and you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. And you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. With John Patch. John Patch. You're listening to Talkin' Pets with John Patch. Hello, America, and welcome to Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. Join John and his expert guests with all of your pet questions, concerns, comments, and stories. Now it's time for Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. And welcome to Talkin' Pets, heard coast to coast on your favorite radio station. This is Talkin' Pets, and I'm John Patch. Joining us is... Karen Vance. Here to answer your training questions, and if you have those doggy agility questions, pick up the phone and give us a call. The number is 844-305-7800. When you call into that number, you'll speak with Quinn, and he'll put you on the air with us. That's 844-305-7800. So pick up the phone and give us a call. The show is produced by the ever-so-lovely and talented Miss Daisy Charlotte. Hello, hello. Hi, Daisy. But once again, this is Talking Pets. Welcome to Talking Pets with your host, John Patch, with today's co-host, Karen Vance. I'm your producer, Daisy Charlotte. Give us a call with pet questions, comments, and stories at 844-305-7800. And watch us on Facebook Live at Talking Pets Radio. Now here's your favorite pet show, Talking Pets. And once again, you are listening to Talking Pets. Pick up the phone and give us a call. We want to talk to you about your pets. If you've got a training question, a behavior question, or an agility question, pick up the phone and give us a call at 844-305-7800. We're going to have a special guest joining us in about 10 minutes, just for about 10 minutes, actually. In the next segment, we're going to be speaking with uh, Environmental Ed. He's going to fill us in a little bit about what's going on in the environment out there in terms of uh, our forests, actually, and our our wildlife that lives out there and how it affects all of us here in society. So, but uh, wait for uh, Environmental Ed to join us, and uh, that'll be in about 10 minutes. The number 844-305-7800. Karen Vance is in the house, so if you've got that training or behavior question or the agility question, we want to hear about it. Or a puppy question. Or a puppy. If you've got a new puppy coming into the house, good question. Or even an old dog coming into the house. Um, this is true. So a lot of people are adopting older, going to the shelters and the rescue groups and, uh, you know, getting older dogs. All of my dogs have been rescues. It have didn't they? start, I didn't ever intend that, but it happened. Actually, I had all of my cats have been rescued. Excellent. So excellent, and, and they've been good cats. I, I think. Are you playing with one, one right now? Yes. Yeah. So if you're watching us on Facebook Live at Talkin' Pets Radio, uh, Karen's actually petting Winter. Yes. So um, yeah, she, you know why she's in here. 
She, mm-hmm. You know, it's so funny. People think they're not smart, but my cats know when it's show day mm-hmm. because they come in here to the studio and they're like, I know daddy opens up the doors out to the pool because <laughs> the studio looks out at the pool. So it's like mm-hmm. automatically they know it's playtime outside to chase the lizards. Oh. So, and she knows too, like sometimes, um, like uh, Jilly that does the show has brought a dog in the studio and they won't come in. Oh my goodness. Yeah, they won't come in. They'll, and it was so funny that one day Winter walked in and she saw the dog laying there on the floor and she backed out. She didn't turn around. <laughs> put it in she reverse? Just, yeah, she put it. I've never seen a cat do that. Uh-huh. She just totally backed up uh-huh. all the way out the door. Uh-huh. Like kept her eyes on the prize, you might say, the dog, but you know, backed out the whole way. It was hysterical. I was like, where was my phone to take the video? Yes. <laughs> it would have been like so good. But I, I feed a couple animals, and there's this red-headed woodpecker, and he came and he got a, a chip, a corn chip. Uh, no, I just call him Birdie. Um, but he came and got a, a, a corn chip, and he flew off to another tree where there was a V, and he landed on it, and he it, because he couldn't have seen it was in front of his face. He backed up down to the bottom of the V and turned around, dropped it, and then pecked it until it broke into pieces and then ate it. He's he's amazing. I have a squirrel named Stumpy. Her tail is half missing. She comes right up and takes things from me. She's really cute. It's amazing if you actually enjoy and look around. And, you know, you sit back. How do they say? Smell the roses? Mm-hmm. And if you do that and you just relax and you watch what's around you, it's fascinating. Oh, I love them. It's almost entertaining in itself. Oh, it is entertaining. I mean, <laughs> humans get so bored anymore, but if you like pay attention to the signs around you, that's what I do all the time. I always pay attention to the signs. Yeah. And I think that maybe people that have passed that you loved or whatever they're showing you something they're yes, they're definitely. they're saying that this is what's going on mm-hmm. so i i believe in that you know um one time we had dean Kuntz on the air with us and we were if not the first interview he did um one of the first but i think we were the first because he doesn't do interviews mm-hmm. um but he did write he did get a he got a dog him and his wife and he wrote a book on the dog when it died mm-hmm. and he was so in love with that dog because he never thought never had a pet Never thought he would get a pet. He fell so in love with that dog, and then when the dog passed, he just went out to a park and sat on the bench, and he was really upset, and he sat there by himself. And he was a huge fan of butterflies, loves butterflies. And the next thing you know is a butterfly flew across and landed on his shoulder. Oh. And he felt that that was a sign from his dog. It was. Saying that he's okay. I've had a dog send me a rainbow. I believe in that. Yes. I mean... I had one, you know, we've had psychics and everything on the show here, mm-hmm. and um, I had one tell me that Rainy, who I love more than life itself, my mm-hmm. other cat, uh, she was my best friend, that she's still here. Mm-hmm. Her spirit is still in the house. And I do kind of sense that. So, I do believe in that. Well, we had talked about this a little bit earlier in the week. Uh, my boyfriend's mother passed away um, a little less than a month ago. I'm sorry. And she was a huge animal lover. She loved cats and she was always rescuing animals. She found some squirrels out in her backyard that had fallen out of the nest in the tree and she raised them and they were her pets inside. And um, two weeks ago now, he found a newborn kitten in the bushes and there was no mother cat anywhere around and they live kind of out in the country. So there was... You know, he was worried that there was going to be a a hawk or a snake or something that was going to kill the baby kitten before the mother came back. So he rescued it, and we've been bottle feeding it. And he believes that his mother sent him that that you, kitten. You know, you were talking about squirrels. A squirrel just ran across my pool cage as soon as you were talking about him. <laughs> um, but no, the thing was the kitten too. And you and I talked a little bit about that um, off the air. Is that sometimes when you find a stranded kitten, you gotta 
kind of like lay back a little bit and see if the mother comes back because sometimes they will mm -hmm. um but you were saying that there was no sign of the mom or anything right no and the, there's a lot of like i said there's a lot of snakes and birds of prey and stuff around right. there so they didn't want to leave it too long yeah the bushes probably saved it yeah i saw a picture of him he's absolutely adorable <laughs> his name is pip Pip. Hi, Pip. Pip, if you're listening. <laughs> you should put a picture of him on our Facebook. Okay. So good. Daisy's going to put a picture of Pip on our Facebook, the new kitten. So uh, if you want to check it out, just go to at Talkin' Pets Radio. And by the way, you can listen and watch us on Facebook Live, like I said. So go to at Talkin' Pets Radio, and um, you can watch us right there on, we're waving at you, um, on the screen. And also join us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Go to TalkinPets.com. Darla wants to know what that shimmering on the wall is behind you. That would be the sun. <laughs> no, the, in the, the flickering from the pool. pool. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's she's watching us on uh, Facebook. Obviously. Hi, Darla. And um, yeah, that's the pool water. So um, <laughs> <laughs> that is. But we're gonna take a little break. When we come back, we're gonna speak with environmental Ed. He's gonna fill us in for just a couple of minutes on what's going on with our forests out there and how they affect us in terms of climate change and all. If you have a comment or a question on it, we welcome it in. 844-305-7800, 844-305-7800. You're listening to Talkin' Pets. If you've ever shared your home and heart with a charmingly naughty animal who's always up to mischief, you'll fall in love with the Klepto Kitty who stars in Talk to the Paw by Melinda Metz. Talk to the Paw is a funny, heartwarming novel about a single girl, a single guy, and MacGyver, an adorable tabby cat with a not-so-adorable habit of stealing from the neighbors. Talk to the Paw is on sale now everywhere books are sold. Visit kensingtonbooks.com for more info. <laughs> Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. A U.S. teenager has been sentenced to six months in prison after he was found guilty of trying to smuggle a Bengal tiger cub across the U.S.-Mexico border. The six-week-old cub was found in a box on the floor of the teenager's car as he was crossing from Mexico into the U.S. near San Diego. His lawyer argued that his client had a lapse of judgment and that he wanted to keep the tiger as a pet. But prosecutors said he was running an animal smuggling business. They said mobile phone messages sent by the teenager, named as 18-year-old Luis Valencia, showed he was boasting about getting large sums of money for exotic animals such as jaguars and lions. The tiger cub named Mocha was placed in San Diego's Safari Park. The smuggling of exotic animals has become a lucrative business in Mexico where drug traffickers often keep entire menageries on their extensive ranches. Earlier this month, another tiger cub was intercepted by Mexican police after someone tried to mail him in a plastic crate from the state of Jalisco to Cuatero. The two-month-old cub, which had been sedated, was found by a sniffer dog looking for contraband. Watch us live every Saturday from 5 to 8 p.m. EST on Facebook Live at Talkin' Pets Radio. And join us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Listen to our podcasts at TalkinPets.com. Click on Gallery, then Archives. 
Reporting for Talking Pets, I'm Karen Vance. And you're listening to Talking Pets. Once again, I'm John Patch. I'm Karen Vance. And I'm Daisy Charlotte. Don't forget, if you want to get your official Talking Pets t-shirt, which I am wearing right now, it's got my logo on the front, and on the back it says spay and neuter, help control the pet population. And um, if you want to get one, you can order them online. Um, Go to TalkingPets.com, and you'll see right on the homepage, there's the colors and the sizes, and PayPal is on there and everything. So it's pretty cool. So check it out, and you can get one. And um, give us a call at 844-305-7800 gonna go out now to uh actually my brother environmental ed what's up ed hi john hi john how are you good hey i want to introduce you to karen and of course daisy here in the studio hi ed hello how are you and of course the thousands millions or whatever that are uh listening right now online and on radio and all across the country and world we've actually had calls from afghanistan (laughs) and china (laughs) so that's kind of cool Hey, but um, I want to ask you in this in this short segment, Ed, about, you know, one of my pet peeves are, and I see it all the time in my neighborhood, when they have an area that they've developed, and for some reason, it didn't take off. Um, you know, the stores didn't, uh, per, you know, they didn't make money or whatever, so then all the businesses moved out. And rather than going into these areas and knocking them down and making, like, a park or putting in more trees and, you know, that kind of an aspect... What they do is they let it sit there. I see them just sitting there, and then they go into areas where there are forests and there are trees, and then they build new businesses there, and it could even be like a half a mile down the road, and you see this constantly. Why? And and, and how bad is that for our environment if they keep chopping down all these areas with trees? Well, you know, it's important we preserve all the green areas we can. I mean, you've heard that that term said in many arenas these days, the word green area. Um Basically, we need to preserve those areas. They do have a viable function as far as ecosystems concerned. You know, they do a variety of things from cooling, warming, water filtration, et cetera. And, you know, to take an area that was changed, I mean, we across the country, we've taken areas that were drained wetlands at one time, and now we're putting them back into restoring the wetland, the hydrology and the wetland characteristics. And with that comes a new generation of uh, maybe organisms and amphibians, et cetera, that'll habitat those areas. But they all have a por- an important niche, John. Um, you know, as far as how they could be associated one am- amongst the other, um, there's a lot of variables that go into that. And, you know, not, you know, hindsight's a valuable thing, and not a lot of people really have that, I can honestly say. But some people have it better than others, I guess. They say actually that, like, um, with all this building that's going on, that the the recent land cover uh, has been changing the ultimate, ultimately changing the planet and making it warmer. True. 
Well, I believe that's probably uh, part of the answer to our uh, warming cycle we're going through, it seems like, these last few years. Um, although there are people out there that will dispute the figures saying that we have not warmed up that much. And, you know, basically some of these uh, changes we're seeing are more related to the jet stream and changes in the jet stream than it is to actual harvest of vegetation or changing of the topography, et cetera, you know, the landscape. Um, but, you know, yourself, you do make some changes. For instance, one simple thing. You have a home, you have uh, foliage, trees and foliage around your home. You take that down. You will automatically notice a change in the wind current that passes through that property. So that in itself, you know, as, far, as, well, as well as the sunlight changes and things of that sort. So we know those subtle changes at times really have a drastic impact on the environment. Well, not to mention that when you take stuff down in forests and so on and so forth, areas that have trees and everything around us, um, the displacement of animals, the wildlife that's there. Oh, sure. They will seek out new areas. They're going to, they're adapted to certain types of survival, correct? And different animals will seek out the same type of habitat they had if they could find it. Uh, some are adaptable to, to uh, changes in their habitat and some aren't and you just won't see them there anymore. They'll move on or try to find new habitat. Do they all make it to new habitat? Well, you know, with our road systems and everything else these days, um, you know, some of them have no chance of making it to that new habitat. So, yes, if you destroy their habitat, there's a very good chance you've also destroyed them. Yeah, because a lot of times, like, you know, even bears, they found bears and deer and so on and so forth in people's yards, and then they end up shooting them as being a nuisance. And that's because there's been development somewhere down the road where they knocked them out of their homes. You know, we I always say that people keep encroaching on the environment, and that's what the scary part is. We keep taking over the land and taking over the land, and eventually there's not going to be any more land to take over. Ed, what is, um, you worked for the U.S. government as a conservationist. Was that your title with the U.S. government? I was a district conservationist for 35 years with U.S. Department of Agriculture. So if somebody wants to ask you a question, they can go on to TalkinPets.com. Um, there's a section there you'll see on the, in the drop-downs where it says Environmental Ed, and you can send him a question, anything about you know lakes, ponds, trees, environment, anything to do with the environment, he can answer it for you. So, Ed, thanks for joining us in this segment. As always, give my best to the, um, my love to the family, to Sarah and the kids, and to uh, Sue and all, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. You take care. Thanks, Ed. Thank you. That's Environmental Ed. If you want to check him out online, go to TalkinPets.com. If you want to ask him a question, you can go to TalkinPets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N, Pets.com, and you can put your environmental question in there, and we'll address it on the air. Again, um, give us a call at 844-305-7800. I'm John Patch. I'm Karen Vance. And I'm Daisy Charlotte. And you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Hey, cat people, litter box smells always on your mind. Think about your cat, not the box, with World's Best Cat Litter, the litter that delivers big odor control in a tiny package. World's Best Cat Litter harnesses the concentrated power of corn to trap odors deep inside the litter. Ready to knock out smells and use less litter? Find World's Best Cat Litter at Target, Walmart, and in your local grocery and pet stores. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com.
In the age of politics of man versus man enters an important issue of man versus the environment. Look around at the tree there yesterday, but now what remains is a leaf blowing across a crowded parking lot. Some say environment is not an issue, that the welfare of mankind, jobs, money, and material wealth exceed all that serves true purpose. Well, the future of today's children, your children, and grandchildren relies on how we perceive our present goals. Life as long as there is life is but a cycle, and every organism, plant, animal, and human being needs a certain piece of this complex structure to survive. If we take away a small part of our ecosystem, we diminish the life of its structure. As years go on, our wilderness is decreasing. Through man's greed and mismanagement, we are destroying our future. To many, a bird is just something that flies with feathers. But for example, the spotted owl may be just that, learned only through the pages of history books. If we continue to destroy a small bird because of a short-term economic gain, we may as well consider no future for our own offspring. Our plants, our animals, our air, each serve a particular purpose. But through our ignorance, eroded soils, endangered species of all animal life, poisoned water, and fall air will be our gift to the child you have nurtured and loved for so many years. A forest may take days to timber, but think how many years it took to be created into a home for the wild and their offspring. If man can fly to the moon, surely we can discover new ways to continue a life balanced with the environment. If we can create a job by cutting a tree down, we can also create one by planting a tree as well. Make the future worth living for our children. Let them have some of the benefits you have now. Let them know, see, and understand what wild, in its natural environment, truly means. I'm Doris Roberts from Everybody Loves Raymond, and you're listening to Talking Pets with John Patch. A major shakeup in leadership at the Humane Society of the United States, otherwise known as HSUS, prompted by allegations of sexual misconduct against CEO Wayne uh, Pacelli and other leaders has rattled animal welfare circles. But its impact on the organization's overall mission and future remains unknown. Allegations of sexual misconduct by Pacelli against female employees extending back more than a decade were first made public in January and the rumblings of other indiscretions at the organization are rising in its aftermath. Pacelli, a sometimes polarizing figure in terms of support in the veterinary community, resigned in early February, but the damage may already been done. Pacelli's work in animal welfare began early. He was appointed executive director of the Fund for Animals at 23, and he joined HSUS in 1994 as a lobbyist and spokesperson. He was installed as CEO of the HSUS in 2004, and was involved in the passage of more than 25 federal animal welfare statutes during his tenure. 
At times, Baselli's views and his efforts with HSUS conflicted with the views of professional veterinary organizations like the AVMA, particularly on food animal issues. Baselli highlighted these differences when he helped HSUS launch an alternative to AVMA, the Humane Society Veterinary Medical Association, otherwise known as HSVMA, in 2008. Gary Block, DVM, MS, and DACVIM, board president uh, for the now 9,000-member strong HSVMA, says he doesn't anticipate the fallout from HSUS's turmoil with negatively impact the veterinary community or reach HSVMA, since the two organizations, while affiliated, operate independently. Gary Vlock says HSVMA had no knowledge of the investigation or its outcome prior to the news of the allegations being made public by HSUS in the mainstream media. As far as how HSUS will recover from the fallout of Pacelli's departure, Gary Block says, to his knowledge, as many as eight HUS board members may have resigned. At least two have returned, and two are in negotiations to return, he says, although HSUS did not offer confirmation. Watch us live every Saturday, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Facebook Live at Talkin' Pets Radio. And join us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Listen to our podcasts at TalkinPets.com. Click on Gallery, then Archives. Right now you're listening to Talkin' Pets. That's my girl, is Brenda Lee, and uh, this is Talking Pets. You've seen in my dining room the gold record in there on the wall, right? Yes. That's who that's from, is Brenda Lee. I see. She uh, did Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, and then, of course, very no- well known for that, and then as well as I'm Sorry and many other songs. Um, but, uh, yeah, the one Christmas we were talking, and I told her about my mom passed away, and you know how my mom, when I was a little boy, we used to dance in the kitchen. We had a big country kitchen, and that rocking around the Christmas tree would come on and we'd be out there dancing, dancing, and dancing. Mm-hmm. So the next thing I know, she sent me her gold record with a big plaque dedicated to my mom. Oh wow, my that's gosh, awesome. that's yeah. amazing. So, I love her. Amazing. Brenda Lee. Brenda Lee. What a wonderful person. Well, once again, you are listening to Talking Pets at 844-305-7800, 844-305-7800. Give us a call if you've got a training, behavior, or an agility question. Well, what do you think about that with the HSUS? You know, you're seeing it on the news with even our own president, um, you know, and it's the fingers being pointed everywhere. Yep. And i got to give the women of this country credit for standing up. And i got to give the kids credit now, too. There's a lot going on in this country. Um, you know, because of the shootings in South Florida, 
these kids, 16, 17, 18 years old, have a good voice. I don't know if you watch the news, but they, they're standing their ground, and good for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're standing for a good thing, and, and so are women, because, I mean... I'm, and girls. Of course, I'm not one. You two are, but I, I would imagine you probably got harassed or whatever. You know, but the, the thing is, is that it's, it's interesting, even in Wayne Pacelli's case, and I don't know his whole case, and I know Wayne very well, um, very well, and the thing is... Um, you know, I've got my opinions, but they're just mine. But in terms of women, where do you draw the line in terms of having fun or joking around versus being serious? I mean, I know there is a line there. I mean, I'm sure you women know that you've crossed that line. But do you ever get like, we joke around sometimes, you know, about different things off the air and stuff like that. But I'm I'm not harassing you or anything. No, you've (laughs) never even stepped in that direction. No. No. You're just, you're respectful. We joke around, but it's... But it's fun. Yeah, it's... But that's what I mean, though. Where is that line? Where How do you know the difference between fun versus not? In Wayne Pacelli's case, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he really crossed the line. I'm not sure because they're not putting out any comments, but... Well, I can only speak for myself, but sometimes I, I always assume the best. And so sometimes, you know, if the guy has said something, whatever, I'll I'll think to myself... Did he mean it that way? Or, you know, and then, you know, if it's across the line, they, they keep going. Or sometimes it actually gets closer to being physical at that point, and, and you know darn good and well. Well, I think if physical is involved, that's that's way over the line. Yeah. Um, so, well, I mean, even just a touch. Yeah, and that's, like, you know. evident. I mean, we'll look at the radio yeah. broadcaster that touched Taylor Swift, and she won the case for a dollar. Mm-hmm. And that's all she wanted. She yeah. didn't want any money out of it. She wanted, you know, just it to be known. Just cut it out. Mm-hmm. Right. Just cut it out. And that's what, you know, the women movement is doing right now, is letting it known that, hey, we're not going to take it anymore, which I think is good. I think it's good. I think in some cases, though, I mean, there's two sides to every story, obviously. But I think a lot of them, not a lot of them. I've seen a lot of Me Too posts on social media that I think are just women being not too sensitive, but like... I saw one girl that posted her hashtag Me Too was she was walking down the street and some guy yelled something inappropriate to her. Like, that's not the same. That's not sexual assault to me. No, it's not. I assault. mean, the people that. It's just an idiot. You yeah, know, you know, yeah. and there's a lot of idiots out there. But. But I mean, it happens to guys, too. I mean, guys get harassed as well from women, you know, sure. or by women. So it does happen on the other side. Sure. I mean,. I'll raise my hand. I could say that I was when, you know, in jobs that I've done with women that were, you know, are above me. Um, So it does happen. I think, especially when in terms of money or jobs or whatever, I think it'll probably continue to occur. But it's sad, though, when you got like an organization like the HSUS, the Humane Society of the United States, that now is getting um, dirt on their nose, you might say, because, you know, something that a person did. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they should hold it against the organization. I don't think they do, especially when there's well, actions taken quickly. You know, there's networks and shows and producers and movies, and immediately things are just, all right, well, you're gone, you're gone. We're, they disassociate immediately. And but according to the story, everybody at the Humane Society of the United States, like the, the chairmen, uh, they were all out, gone. I mean, mm-hmm. two came back and two were maybe coming back. But So I guess they had to, you know, do their investigation on them or whatever they got rid of all the dirty noses i think yeah so but that's the thing though is i don't pick on the organization like the animal organization they've done some good um of course i've always said on this show is that you know if you're going to donate to a large organization um make sure you know where your money's going exactly 
um, because some of these CEOs, and I'm not pointing fingers, but they don't necessarily, it may end up in their pocket more than it's going to end up, you know, for the welfare of animals. Mm -hmm. So that's why some people say it's better to actually donate or give to um, smaller organizations like your local shelter or your rescue groups and so on and so forth, because for the most part, you're going to directly see that in your environment or your community well, of what's being done. you can do the fostering and buy the food for your foster animal. And that there too. There we go. That too. That's a good idea. You know exactly where it's going because you're taking care of the animal. But I mean, people, you know, there's a lot of people with, there's a lot of wealthy out there and they do make donations because it's a write-off for one yes. thing and it's a charity and they, they feel good about it. But just mm -hmm. make sure the money's going in the right direction. Exactly. Make sure it's going in the right pocket, you know. And there's a lot of pets out there that, you know, education is important, um, educating the, the people out there about spay and neuter and everything, but also it needs to be done. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe uh, get some more vans out there and, and veterinarians that could travel around neighborhoods and, you know, do it that way or something. You know, local shelters or clinics do a spay day at their clinics, and I have some of them do it, actually, and at the shelters, but maybe more of them where they can spay these animals for cheap, because the thing is, people don't want to spend or don't have the money to spend on a spay and neuter sometimes. So if you can help them out, maybe they would bring their animal and have it done. So, you know, just a lot of different things that you can do, but just, I think more people need to pay attention to everything that they're doing and saying. Mm -hmm. Hey, give us a call, 844-305-7800. we got a story coming up from Daisy when we come back. And uh, don't go away. You're listening to Talking Pets. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite for life. Pick up two tubes of Dogosuds. Get the third tube free. Peppermint, tea tree, lavender, Dogosud shampoo. Made with all-natural coconut, jojoba, aloe. Great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats. But no itchy, harsh chemicals. Lather up, rinse away. Try Dogosuds. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. Begging to hear more of your favorite show? Full episodes of all our shows are available on demand. Go to PetLifeRadio.com to fetch our entire lineup of possum pet podcasts. Also, dig us up in iHeartRadio and iTunes. Let's talk pets. Live and on demand only from Pet Life Radio. At the 2017 Fetch DVM 360 conference in Kansas City, I overheard a Missouri equine veterinarian describe being called out to see a horse that was exhibiting clinical signs he was suspected was the result of a rabies infection. It turned out the diagnosis was instead a West Nile virus infection, and unfortunately, the horse ended up being euthanized. This is a depressing story because, of course, there are vaccines to prevent West Nile virus and rabies had that been the diagnosis. This horse simply was not vaccinated. The veterinarian comment commented that the owners who had not been his clients quickly became believers in vaccinating their remaining horses. This case followed on the heels of an equine infectious anemia outbreak in Finney County, Kansas in August of 2017. And all of this set to me wondering about what equine diseases were occurring in my state, Kansas, and the surrounding states. Turns out there's an easy-to-use, up-to-date website where you can keep informed about all kinds of equine disease outbreak information. The Equine Disease Communication Center maintains the site here, 
equinedisease.cc.org slash alerts slash outbreaks. You simply click on the state you're investigating or use the drop-down menu and choose the disease you're interested in. Then you choose a time frame, 30, 60, or 90 days, to see if there are any alerts for that particular disease in that state. Updates or current disease outbreaks are listed as they occur and include the date added, the disease name, the location, and current status. Specific premises are not named, but the general location by town, county, and state are listed. When locations, events, or horses are at risk, they will be listed. Updates are posted as they are received. The disease or infectious agents you can choose from include coronavirus, equine herpes, equine infectious anemia, rabies, strangles, West Nile virus, and eastern and western equine encephalitis, as well as dozens of others. Watch us live every Saturday from 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Facebook Live at Talking Pets Radio and join us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Listen to our podcasts at TalkingPets.com and click on the gallery, then archives. Reporting for Talking Pets, I'm Daisy Charlotte. I'm not sure what you're doing over there. <laughs> well, right now I'm watching Karen in her chair, and um, actually my cat Winter is like a fur coat around her neck almost. She's laying on the back of her chair. I don't know if you can see it. Well, you got to push that over a little bit more. But um, I don't know if you can see. Yeah, she might be able to see her there. But yeah, she's all socked out. She wants to go outside, out to the pool. She wasn't feeling well yesterday. So I, I don't know if it's maybe allergies because down where we're at, we have all the pollen falling down now. My whole yard is covered. My car is covered in pollen. Meanwhile, it's I was talking to some friends, radio friends yesterday, and it's like, it's snowing here. It's we have <laughs> snowing eight, yellow. We have eight inches on the ground right now. I'm like, oh, well, you're okay. <laughs> well, I got to go. I got to crank yeah. up the air conditioner. I'm, yep. I'm dying of allergies right now because all of our flowers and the pollen and, you know, the leaves are sprouting and yada, yada. <laughs> <laughs> the hard life in Florida. <laughs> I finally washed all the pollen off my car today, and then of course it rained. It hasn't rained since I don't know when, but every time I wash my car, I can make it rain. Yeah, it wasn't it hasn't been supposed to rain for quite some time. <laughs> yeah, Mother Nature is uh, playing tricks on us because it's been warm here this time of the year for us, I and mean, it's it's Love been it. almost ninety, which is strange. Eighty-eight. But I mean, it's it's that way all around, though. I mean, there's erratic temperatures, you know. So, again, climate change, global warming, it does exist. <laughs> it does. 844-305-7800, 844-305-7800. Pick up the phone and give us a call. That's an amazing website, too. And the story that Daisy just read, all these stories that everybody reads during the show are posted on TalkinPets.com. No G in the talking. Um, just click on the homepage right there. You'll see the news, and there's a video and so on and so forth. But... 
if you want to get those websites and you didn't quite catch it, you can look on the news section there, and um, all the stories are there with the websites and so on and so forth. But that's, you know, for horse owners and stuff, that's a pretty beneficial website, you know, to be able to pick out those diseases. But as you were reading the story, it was like you were like 30, 60, 90 days. Pick your disease. It's like, which one do you want it? And when do you want to get it? Do you want herpes in 30 days? Oh, sure. <laughs> that's what it kind of sounded like when you were reading the story. But it's like, no, you can identify herpes and all these other diseases. <laughs> <laughs> on horses with this website so but you know it's it's good information animals. yeah vaccination <laughs> that's what they say but there is a argument out there about over vaccinating too so you got to be careful on that i do kind of believe in that you can over vaccinate of it's course. the same thing with the human human body i mean you can if you're on antibiotics you can take too many antibiotics which doesn't help your immune system to fight things off so, We're pretty much screwed either way. Yeah, we are. <laughs> That's very you much. You don't take the antibiotics and you die of an infection. If you do take the antibiotics, then you, you die of over vaccination yeah. or, or you know. But yeah, I mean, like in the old days, it's weird because like you know, gr- growing up, it was like. We had dirt in our mouth and everything else all the time, and we were outside playing as kids, so we were pretty much immune to all the old stuff. Now, kids stay in the house and play their video games and everything else, and they're not immune to this stuff now. So their body gets intact with it, then it's like, oh, what is this? <laughs> so it, it's kind of frightening. I don't know if you saw where their their science is now thinking about where they can build hearts and, and organs, uh, animal, human organs, just from they put the design into the computer and this machine builds it, um, builds a human heart. So, and they're saying within the next couple of years, that'll be out there that, you know, if somebody has a damaged heart from a heart attack or whatever, they can build you one. So you don't have to go on a donor list anymore. So, yeah. I was reading that they can actually clone, and it's very expensive right now, clone and do like um, lab created meat. Right. You don't need an animal. Right. You don't have to... Oh wow, that'd be. Yeah, that's we we covered that story too. That you won't have to eat an animal from a, like a cow or anything like that. Right. There's a whole lot of scary factors in that because then if they if they make the meat in the lab and we start eating lab meat, what happens to all the cows and everything that are out there? I mean, you know, they poop and fart, and that's that one of the big things. But you know, climate change right there too, the methane gas. But um, and that's not a joke. It's, it's very true. Yeah, I mean, there wouldn't be as cows many are. Of them. And what do you do with them all if people still kept having cows? And we everything? need milk, right? Well, yeah, but until they start making milk, yeah. (laughs) You never know, so we're just going to be a lonely creature out there. We make all of our own stuff. Hey, um, spay and neuter your pets and help control the pet population, and thanks for joining us in this hour of Talking Pets. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.